Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. What's up, sports fans? Uh, I'm Aaron, Aaron Warner. With me, Stefan Heck. This is I Hate This Team. I think episode 20, maybe. Sounds about right. I think uh, it is episode 20. I guess we could check, but yeah. I, I do think it is episode 20. Well, well you guess, know what? I'll, I'll check. I'm a professional. Guess me, what? Uh, this isn't getting edited out either because our producer, producer Dan, is uh, out for a week with diarrhea. Or is it two weeks? Uh, I think it's two weeks. Uh, I mean, technically, he's he's on vacation, but I'm I'm sure he will get diarrhea while he's on vacation. Yeah, as so. you do, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're so you're editing the episode. Yes, and so I, I apologize if the the audio isn't as as crispy clean as as Dan might have it, but hey, I'm I'm a you're trying to do best. my best. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I'm an entertainer, not a producer. Uh, Vancouver Canucks. They just lost to the Boston well, Bruins. They, that was such a good... I mean, it was a boring game up until the very end, really, um, when Allmark scored a goal against the Canucks, which is so funny. Um, and for any like, like non-hockey fans, like if you're in Australia, yeah. I saw we were a top 10 in Australian hockey podcast this last week. Okay. I uh, honestly think that might just, just be, be like Tom, and, Tom Demi. and Demi. Yeah, yeah. so shout out. Um, <laughs> but Linus Allmark is a goalie. He... Uh, isn't supposed to score. Goalie goals They're are not supposed incredibly to, yeah. fucking rare, as you might imagine. It's one every like four or five years, I would say. I mean, even less than that, probably. Uh, I guess yeah. the last one was three years ago. But um, yeah, I I checked, and so the Canucks have now tied um, New Jersey for most goalie goals allowed. As a wonderful, team, which is two, because uh, Evgeny Nabokov scored against them in like two thousand. I want to say. Uh, it was yeah, two thousand or two thousand one. Two thousand. It was two thousand two, March tenth, two thousand two. Okay, yeah. Because I remember yeah. watching that game as a, a little ass kid, and so it makes sense that it was two thousand two because that's when I like really got into it. Yeah. Uh, let's I guess get into the game. Oh, uh, actually, I'll I'll say this. So technically, technically, okay. Uh, New Jersey has allowed two goals against goalies, right? Yeah. But both of those goals were like own goals where it went off another player and or like th- so the goalie was the last player. Okay, didn't it's, touch it's it. a Mickey Mouse goalie goal. The Canucks have allowed two legit empty net goals scored. Hell by yes, dude. We're number one, baby. Let's go. That rocks. I need, <laughs> I need to go tweet that out because I, I did tweet that we've tied the Devils. Uh, but the own goal shit doesn't even that doesn't count. That doesn't fucking count. I'm Hell sorry. Nah. No, this I is mean, two I, like, legit it, it, empty net. It netters. technically counts, but like. It's not the same as when you see the the goalie shoot it down the ice. That was so cool about that goal too, man. Is there was like Miller and Besser and Garland, I think, forechecking, and he yeah. shot it over their goddamn heads. It was crazy. Like, it was They're such only a up risky by one play. as well. Like it yeah. shows you how like unserious teams think the Canucks are. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, dude, I, I love it. No, no, I mean, no one respects this team, and and they shouldn't, obviously. Um, but that was so nice to see, and also it was funny because I think like the Discord is like. 20 seconds ahead from my feed on Sportsnet now or whatever. So everyone's like freaking out and I'm like, Oh no, did they, did they tie it? Oh no. And then I like, I never saw that coming at all. So it was, <laughs> it was still a surprise. Um, but Oh my God, man, that was, I mean, what a way to end it. And it's just so funny that like Vancouver fans are like, I mean, that's a cool thing to see, even if you're at the game, right? Like, and, and you're a Canucks fan. Yeah. You're always going to remember going to that game and seeing a goal. Oh yeah. But obviously like in terms of like tanking purposes, it's like, it's perfect. It's beautiful. It's so good. I'm I'm just like I'm so happy right now that they didn't because the Ducks I think won. St. Louis got a point. Yep. Chicago and San Jose are playing each other tonight. So like man, like that's huge for the tank, especially after they came back from multi-goal def- deficits the past couple of games and and really like if they had lost both those games, man, we'd be oh in my such God. a good spot. I know we we're talking about on the on oh. the Patreon episode, which patreon.com slash uh I hate this team. But yeah, if they hadn't lost those games, we'd be three points back or like up on Arizona. 
Arizona yeah. would have three more points than us. It's kind of weird talking about the tank battle with like how you're saying who's up or who's down or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, the, the Montreal Canadiens did lose today, but they still have three points on the Canucks. Uh, same amount of games played. And yeah. then, yeah, the Coyotes are, they have two less points than Vancouver. Uh, and the Sharks have four or less, but they're playing right now as we record this. So could, yeah. could maybe Man. be two back. Canucks are, I mean, they're three, five, and two in their last 10. Um, I think the only team in the lottery that's uh, worse than the last 10 is, I, I mean, this might not have been updated. This was, I'm, I'm just on Tankathon right now. So this okay. might not be the yeah. most recent one. Uh, no, actually, I think it is because it says they lost one. So nice. Um, but um, Philadelphia is two, seven, one in their last 10. So mm. fi- I, I do worry about Philadelphia a little bit. Uh, I mean, I, they're at 56 points right now. St. Louis has lost five in a row. St. Louis, I worry about as well. Um, yeah. St. Louis, Washington, just, they lost in overtime, though. They picked up a point. That's good. That is good. Washington is selling now. Nashville's selling now. Like, a lot of, there were a lot of trades the past couple of days. I, I don't um, really. I think the only team that you. Well, not only team. St. Louis is a threat to catch Vancouver. Uh, same with Philly and probably Montreal. Uh, but I would say that's probably it. Ottawa, I think, is pro- Ottawa's nine points ahead now. So I think that's probably the cutoff, right? Like, would you say the Canucks? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say they have a top nine pick wrapped up right now, but like, yeah, it's looking I, I, pretty like, good. Well, we all know they're going to win the lottery, right? So of course we're keeping yeah. we're keeping that energy out there. So if you know they yeah. they pick up an extra point in OT, doesn't really matter. They're winning the lottery. Yeah, first place only gets like a twenty five percent shot. That's that's not yeah. that high. We're gonna win, baby. But uh, I think we are. I I I'm I've I've come around to it. I, nice. I keep I keep like I don't know if it's just you know I'm I'm tricking myself or or what it is, but like I don't know. There's something about it. Like I know this is bad to say, and I know it's stupid to say, and I know it's stupid to believe this, but like uh, at some point, I know this is the fucking like gambler's fallacy or whatever too. But like at some point, things have to break their it way. It has right? to happen like, just at once. Least, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. On a long enough timeline. Like we know it's possible for a team to win the lottery because we've seen it. It's just like yeah. with the the whole aliens thing. How like if we have intelligent life, then you know, like you know, in an infinite universe, there's going to be other intelligent life. It's like that. Like you, fucking, you know, Edmonton's won the draft lottery. So by that logic, yeah. one day the Canucks will win the draft lottery. Yeah, I I really God, I really hope so. I just oh man, they're just oh. I, it's just so. Oh, by the way, actually, to go back to the goalie goal thing, I'm just looking right now. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey has also scored two goalie goals. Brodeur has two goals. So I'm sorry. That fucking. No, that doesn't. Yeah. That, they're th- even. Their goal differential is zero right now. Yeah. Exactly. Our goal differential is minus two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the game today, uh, I was. I felt very comfortable in the first period. Boston had 20 shots on net. Very much oh in control. God. Obviously, they scored two goals. I was hoping they'd kind of like, you know, lay it on a little bit heavier. But then you could just tell that they were like a road team that has only lost eight games all year. And they played a, yesterday. Yeah, they're playing a dog awful fucking they're playing an shitty awful Canucks team. team. They don't have to try it all. Like it was just one of those games. It did remind me sort of of watching the 2011 Canucks where they would just like try for a little bit and win and then just be like whatever we're yeah it's now. smart you know to do I mean? you're like, conserving your energy like good teams do that like it was like i said until the Allmark goal it was like a really boring game because the bruins are the canucks suck and the bruins are really good defensively so there was just like nothing happening i would say the one positive for the canucks is that silovs looks really good yeah no he's looked uh pretty damn great like he really kept him in it in that first period like lord knows if you had martin in that it would have been four nothing going into oh the uh, the first intermission yeah. uh yeah. Ethan Bear goes down sixteen se- or with sixteen seconds of ice time in the game. I felt so bad for him. It looked like it looked awful, dude. It, the first time I saw it, I thought it hit him on like the bridge of the nose because he was bleeding so much. But it seems like it was his mouth, and I wonder if it was like I wonder if it's a broken jaw. The way he was like holding it. Yeah, sort of. there was a lot of blood coming out, and they also was it, had to clean the blood off the ice, and they weren't showing it because it was blood on the ice. It was just. You're seeing the coaches and the players yeah. on the bench so looking at iPads. I think because if it was just like a couple teeth, he'd be back out there, right? So I think it You'd legitimately have, yeah. 
must be like a, a broken jaw or it hit him on the cheek or something right and like and like shattered something there yeah but like uh because it, it looked like it hit him pretty high up right like totally and 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 there was just so much blood and i yeah because of that like his nose must have been clipped like playing rugby one of my teammates got elbowed in the face and broke his orbital and there was no yeah. blood associated with it it just looked incredibly fucking yeah because it could have hit his like under his eye sort of and yeah then, and, then and then hit his off. nose as well and so but it looked it looked really bad and I he, mean, so he was out for the whole game i hope Canucks for playing i hope for his sake it's uh <laughs> oh i hope that. he's it's fine just like a broken bri- i hope he only broke his nose i yeah really but i mean for tanking purposes uh is good you know, yeah, is unfortunately well, I mean, you, good. you had uh, the, the defense ice times is crazy. Like Tyler Tyler Myers at 24 minutes, Kyle Burrows at 23. Uh, oh. <laughs> Breezebaugh got 18, Rolani got 19, and then Quinn Hughes led the charge with 28 minutes. And that's oh, after he didn't playing, break 30. He didn't break oh. 30, which that's something I wanted to talk about. Um, remember when Tockett got hired and yeah. he was saying that we like, you know, Sidney Crosby doesn't play 25 minutes a night. We want to keep our our guys ice time down, blah, blah, blah. They're doing, you know, alluding to the fact that JT Miller might make lazy plays because he has to play so much. Yeah. And then this game was a little bit better, but you still had Pedersen playing just under 22 minutes. Uh, JT had slightly less ice time, but he played like seven out of the last 10 minutes against St. Louis, was it? St. Louis or Nashville was one of those two games. Oh, Uh, shit. Sorry. One sec. Kiki's eating some chili off the counter. I just have to go (laughs) grab her. God damn it. Okay, I'm back. All Sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, oh, Ice time. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk it. Yeah. 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 So with that, I'm wondering if at some point, because the, the, the trade today, which we'll also obviously have to dig into, uh, getting yeah. Kratzoff? Kratzoff, I think. Kratzoff? Yeah. Vitaly yeah. Kratzoff? Kratzoff? Anyways. Kra- uh, I think it's Kratzoff. Kravzov is how I heard. That's how I heard Friedman say it. Okay, so. we're gonna say Kravzov. We're we're landing on that. Is that there gonna be a point where Alvin goes to talk it and was like, "Yo, don't play our good players so much. <laughs> like, I want yeah. you to limit that ice time." Because, like, in today's game, Ratsu got eight and a half minutes. Pod Colson had nine and a half minutes. Who is where's where's Dries at? Uh, can't see him on my list. I felt like I didn't see him at all. I think he, he had, he had, he he had just under, maybe or Dries had just under ten and a half yeah. or just under eleven minutes. Oh, but, okay. By the way, it's it's Kravtsov. So Kravtsov with like a with the T. I think is sort of pronounced. Yeah. yeah Kravtsov. Kravtsov. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> just because, call him Vitaly. Like I, I think the, <laughs> I, I think, Talkett's doing what Boudreaux was doing. It was just like my roster sucks. We're trying to win a hockey game. I have to play these few good players that I have a lot. Yeah. So I hope that gets the kibosh put on it because obviously we want to see the Canucks lose as much as they possibly can over the next six weeks that are left in the season. They really need to. I mean, I this is such an important draft for them. And if they go on one of their fucking useless end of season winning streaks, I'm going to be so pissed off. Like, I I think some of the Sportsnet guys on on one of the radio shows were like, oh, uh, I mean, yeah, they they won those two games, but really, like, wh- what's you know, what's the difference between seven point five percent and nine point five percent? Like, first of all, it's a big difference, and second of all, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times we need to explain this, but if you finish lower in the standings, you get higher picks in the later rounds, also. Yeah, like, and, and if you're in the top five, you guarantee that you'll only drop down two positions in the case of like a crazy lottery win by somebody else right so you're guaranteeing yourself another high pick or like yeah. a, a better choice of player with that that high pick yeah like if they if they finish fifth from the bottom they can pick no worse than seventh right so yeah. like which is huge i mean that's so big you're gonna get a really good player with that pick um and i i do i i mean i i they brought in another russian today and it does have me thinking like are they looking at Mitchkov? Like, do they, you know, I, I, I just obviously like picking Mitchkov is like, there's a lot of stuff up in the air with a player like that. Totally. Um, like, especially with the whole geopolitical situation right he's, now. He's so good. And I just, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it seems like they're trying to, it almost does seem like they're doing almost a bit of a money ball thing where 
Russian players are maybe a bit undervalued around the league right now. Yeah, possibly. exactly. Here, here's That's the feeling here, I here's guess, a stupid but... uh, thought I had earlier. You know how like you know Blue Lives Miller and and Connor Garland's like a faving Glenn Greenwald's uh, right wing turn guy. Yeah, maybe they're getting uh, Russians on purpose for their politics to bring more like unity to the locker room. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, something, that something, could, that... something to ponder. Maybe I, yeah. I don't actually think it's that at all. But I guess let's get oh into God. the into the deal. Uh, yeah, like... I, I do just want to say I just saw this. Did, mm-hmm. So Anaheim beat Carolina. Did you see what the shots were? Yeah, fifty. They had fifty-two shots. Fifty-two Carolina to fifteen. Did. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, they must feel so bad. I have I have Gibson in one of my fantasy leagues, so I'm I'm pretty psyched about oh, his uh, yeah. 50 save performance for more than just like tanking reasons. But uh, speaking of like Kratsov, Ravsov, Kratsov. Yeah. I'm saying Kratsov. God damn it! <laughs> so he was drafted uh, ninth overall by the Rangers in 2018. Same draft as the the Quinn Hughes draft, where he had like Rasmus Dahlin go at the top and Shvetchnikov, Kotkiniemi, Brady Kachuk. Yeah, and I was just like looking at that draft class to see kind of the other players around him and shit. And immediately after Edmonton drafted Evan Bouchard and then a couple picks after at 12, uh, Noah Dobson was drafted by the Islanders. And it got me to thinking about fucking, uh, Reinbacher. Yeah. Like there's a very good chance that like, if you pick, if you have a pick around there, that's where he could like land with that Islanders pick around where the Dobson was, which would be like a huge coup for the Canucks. That would be incredible. I mean, I, I do keep thinking, I mean, Reinbacher, I think is going to go top 10. Like, yeah. Almost. Oh, and then, I mean, I don't that draft, the Canucks it, but... drafted Hughes at seven. So yeah. that's like yeah. another thing to look at potentially. Um, yeah. I mean, Dobson, I, I've heard Dobson as a comparison for Reinbacher as well. I think a oh, lot of man, people make the, tasty. the more at cider comparison, Sort of because he's, uh, you know, he's he's from maybe not, not a super traditional hockey country as well, uh, and he's he's a right hand D and mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and he's kind of like shooting up the rankings later in the season. Um, but I, I mean, again, I would be more than happy if the Canucks took Reinbacher at like seventh overall. Yeah, like I would have be cool. no problem with that. Uh, maybe if Mitchkov's on the board, I think I would yeah, be Yeah, I'll annoyed. be pulling my hair out if they don't take him, if he's available at seven. But but I don't I don't think it would be necessarily like a horrendous, like it, it would be stupid for sure, but like Reinbacher's going to be really good. Who's I that think, BCHL so. kid that you were talking uh, about earlier today? Oh, Matthew Wood, yeah. Matthew Wood, he plays for Connecticut, I think, um, in the NCAA, mm-hmm. and he's, I know Yaya is a big fan of him uh, in, in our Discord. Um, I think, you know, taking him with the Islanders pick would possibly make sense. The The big thing with him, he's like a big dude. The thing with him is he's just like a really bad skater. Which can um, be taught. It can, but I, I think he's like, it's not like Jason Robertson bad necessarily. It's like, oh, he's like a terrible skater. Hmm. Um, but I, again, I think if, if you're taking him with your second first rounder, I'm not against that necessarily. Um, he's a yeah. big, big dude. What was Yaya saying there? Like he started as a 17 year old in the NCAA. Um, yeah. the best season as a 17 year old since like Taves and Wierenski, I think. So like, yeah, you can't, you can't discount that. 33 NCAA games. Yeah. So that's very impressive. Obviously. So, yeah. You among can't discount among that, draft but... eligible players in the NCAA at second to, uh, the, what's his name? I want to say Joel Farabee because I was just looking at the 2018 draft. Oh, Fantilli. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Canucks made a trade today, which we should probably get into. Kind of crazy we that did. we we talked for like 15 minutes about not about that. something that happened in the game. Yeah, crazy. Oh my god. Well, yeah. God bless Linus Olmark. Um, yeah, thank you for giving us something to talk about. <laughs> so yeah, the Canucks acquired Vitaly Kratsov from the New York Rangers. Yeah. For a seventh round pick in 2026, and Will that's Lockwood. That's so funny, man. I didn't know you could trade that far ahead for your picks. That's, or I guess I maybe Three did, years. but it's like, yeah, you just never see that. Like that is such a that pick is nothing. Yeah, like, no, it's like the most nothing pick you could potentially give up. Which I, so I tweeted like when they said the Canucks were acquiring Kratzov that, mm-hmm. like, if this is for nothing, I I, I like it a lot. And if the Canucks are actually giving up assets, uh, I'm, I'm going to be upset. 
And yeah. I guess technically they gave up assets because uh, the seventh round pick is it's it's still a pick, but granted it's in the seventh round three years from now, kind of whoopty shit. And yeah. will like Lockwood, they'll they'll acquire another pick like that at some point, you know? You'd I mean? hope so, like, yeah. Yeah, and like Will Lockwood is uh. He's been fine. He's been good in the AHL. Seems like a good guy. Always impresses at training camp. I, but he's I don't a think tweener. they're going to resign him, though, right? No, like, and he was a pending UFA as well. So yeah. it was like, I mean, I assume that's just a contract throw in for the uh, the Rangers. And maybe they think like, you know, worst comes to worst. We can throw him in, in the fourth line if we have a bunch of injuries in the playoffs or whatever. Because he yeah. was like fine in that role for Vancouver. Uh, not remarkable by any means, but he, he he's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's literally a dime a dozen player. And if you're going to resign him, then then you get something for him. And very replacement level. Seems like a good gamble. Uh, yeah. This is the type of gamble you should be taking. Like, it's a player with some pedigree who's not super old, who's not like a Lyndon Vay type gamble. Like, he's like, he's a big guy, you know, he could be, he could still be a decent player. And, and also, they're what they're doing that I think is really nice is like, hey, this season's a total write-off. Let's bring him in and just like play him, right? Which yeah, is, it sounds like was, that's what they're gonna do. And that sounds like Dallas, that was one of so. the uh, the big problems in New York is he just didn't get enough ice time. Like from yeah. what I've seen of Rangers fans, they were saying that like you'll like him. He seems like a good kid, and his just development got botched by the Rangers. Like it seems like they like trying to do with uh, <laughs> young hot prospects. Yeah, I. Uh, I watched a bunch of his highlight videos on YouTube. Um, it was like his like past two KHL seasons. He scored some insane goals in the KHL. Yeah, yeah. he. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of take it for a grain of salt because it's just like the plays where he did well. But it looks like he has a really good shot. He's noticeably he's tall. He's not like huge body power forward type guy, but he's six three and one eighty five. Uh, it looked like he was good at getting to like open spots of the ice. It looked like he saw the ice well. He was always in like a pretty good position when yeah. the puck came to him uh, before he scored. And it also looks like he has a pretty deadly shot. And there's a couple of couple of dangles there. There's one that I I know I linked to you, which was like oh, the one o- the one where the he overtime the back winner. Goal. Oh yeah. yeah, he does this like yeah. slick move, like breaks the ankles of the defender, and then does this like cute little tip in, or tip with his backhand into the net. Um, I, it it looks like he has some good potential. I, I want to see how he he fits in, and I want to see the Canucks like use him. Uh, and like back to what I was saying before about the uh, the ice time with Pod Colson and, and Ratu. Yeah, give give my man twelve minutes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just just play just like play all the. I mean, at this point. I guess I guess it'll be you know after the deadline probably because I, I assume they'll hopefully ship out a couple more guys but like you know give Baines a couple games, um, bring up Carlson, bring up Holander again, um, and just like just feed the young guys time like like it's good for their development and also it's going to make your team worse too right yeah which is what we want right now maybe not in the case of playing Pod Coles and Holander no, more true. but. Like it, that's that's playing well I, that I can. I, I can feel stomach. like Pod Colson. I mean, just from the eye test today, looked pretty good. Like he's yeah, he's like such I, a hard skater, and you know he's, that was the thing. I thought that line looked fine, like I, fine to good. It seemed like they were making positive impacts when they were on the ice. I guess I could look at the fancy sets of it. I have it pulled up right now. Next forward lines. Yeah, they had. Uh, oh no, I was I was super fucking right. They outcoursed the uh the Bruins eight four, um, outshot them seven three. They're where's the ex- the hell? Yeah, their expected goals was like seventy nine percent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, the, it it felt like just from watching them that they they played quite well together. Um, and speaking of Hoaglander, mm-hmm. uh, the so you know they gave up for for Kravtsov, they gave up oh, a seventh yeah. rounder in 2026 and will lockwood and uh what dolly wall said and a couple other people on twitter said is that the rangers started out asking for a mid first rounder uh and then apparently asked for hoaglander Which, as well what what does that mean mid first rounder like they were asking for the islanders pick i think that means they were asking for the islanders pick 
Like, I mean, that's what it sounds. Or I guess they're asking maybe other teams for the. But in in any case, like that's insane. I mean, I get aiming high, obviously, but yeah. like, Jesus Christ, um, because it, it's so funny to go like four days from from asking for a mid first to being like, all right, we'll take the seventh rounder three years from now, and yeah. Will Lockwood, who's like <laughs> going to be out of the NHL in like a year and a half, probably. Yeah. Um. So and then I'm you know they didn't give up Hoaglander, but like I just keep thinking about like. Man, if this was Benning, because Benning had a thing. One, I mean, there were a lot of things that Benning was very bad at, but one thing he was really, really bad at, and it happened with OEL, is that he would get like fixated on a player and be like, I want this player. I really want this player. And he would get fixated on them when they were good. And so by the time he acquired them, they weren't as good as they were when he was fixated on them like two or three years before. Yeah. Yeah. Like he watched the, them in their draft year. Or he watched OEL, OEL when he was like, you know, a, a Norris caliber defenseman. And, that's what's in his head because he's he was very stupid. So I feel like with a player like Kravtsov, he would have been like, oh yeah, you can have Hoaglander in like a second round or no problem, you know? <laughs> um, and Alvin, I mean, you got to give him credit. Like he essentially gave up absolutely nothing for him. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll give Alvin credit for that. He did a good job. Yeah, it's like a, it's a nice free shot. I, I think that files under uh, under tidy piece of business. Um. I mean, and his, yeah, he also is represented by Dan Milstein, uh, yeah. who represents so like funny. half the Canucks at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that the, the fear is that he'll go back to the KHL uh, again, which he'd already had done once in New York. I think in the lockout shortened seasons, he went back. Um, so like, hopefully that there are other Russian players that, according to Dolly Wall, he's homies with. Yeah, or rather, according to Milstein through Dollywall, um, or maybe it was in the province article. Whatever, he, he's apparently friends with all the Russians on the team, and yeah, hopefully that keeps him here, and hopefully he can contribute. It is kind of funny that the Canucks picked up another kind of one-dimensional scoring winger. Yeah, which leads me to think: like, are they? I mean, they're going to move one of Garland or Besser, I think, at this point. Like, they I just have don't to, know. right? They really have. Whether it's it's now or in the off season. Sorry, Kiki's. God damn it, she's just. <laughs> ah. Sorry, we. Uh, it's it's snowing here and it's it's kind of cold, so uh, I decided to make chili today. And it's, <laughs> it was still kind of like simmering on the stove, and she's just like sniffing at it. And, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good chili. I use the uh, I use some Impossible beef. Ooh, and, uh, tastes great. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, nice. It's. I mean, it's. Let's see. Yeah, it, it is snowing right now. So, I mean, producer Dan might miss his flight. So we'll see. Maybe oh, he will produce maybe, this episode. After well, him. I'll probably put it out anyways. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, I guess hopefully he stays. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll see. He's going to have plenty of opportunity oh, here, obviously. Oh, yeah, Besser and, and, and Garland. Besser and Garland, it. yeah. Yeah, you, you have to, right? I th- really think you have to. I just don't, I don't know why you would, you got to get rid of at least one of them. I mean, I would get rid of both of them because this team is not doing anything for the next two years. Um, And you got to get whatever you can for them right now. Like, I, the thing, and and this is, you know, this is a big worry for Canucks fans. And I think it's a reasonable thing to worry about, but like my worry is if they clear up cap space, obviously they can use it to resign PD, which is like huge. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm uh, no problem with that. Obviously, please do that. But like, I worry that they'll use it and like sign like free agents and stuff. And, and then it's just like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, like use it to resign PD, use it to retain on, on deals and stuff and, and help other teams out and be like a third party broker. But like, I don't, please don't just don't sign any of like, don't sign anyone. Just yeah. don't sign, sign get, people for like one or two years. Tall players. Get us, get a couple more Dakota Joshua's. Cause here's the thing are. we're talking about, talking about wingers. I feel like I just remembered him because he, he hurt his knee obviously, but Ilya Mikheyev, um, he'll be playing next year as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like we have so many wingers. Yeah. Um, so I've pulled up the Canucks depth chart from, uh, CBS Sports, which it has JT Miller listed as a center, which I guess he's been playing. So center depth is this is something. Uh, Pedersen, JT Miller, uh, Atu Ratu, and Nils Oman. Um, and then as li- <sighs> listed, left wing depth: Kuzmenko, Garland, Podkolzin, Joshua, Tanner Pearson, and Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, so that's already super crowded. 
Then I guess re- Pearson, Pearson will be gone. Probably, probably. LTIR. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, from I mean, the sounds of it, like I guess it's not yeah. ruled out yet, and probably for his sake, you hope that he he can mount a comeback. But from the uh, the tea leaves and the rumblings coming out earlier, it sounds like it could just be a career-ending injury for him. Yeah, which um, really sucks. Yeah, but, it's fucking yeah, really bad for him. Um, and then on the right wings, you have Bovillier, Brock Besser, Shelton Dries, Jack Stanika. Uh, Kratsov, Lazar, <laughs> and Michael Furland, which is off the books after next year. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> I guess that uh, the right wing doesn't look as deep as the uh, the left did, though I know like your Kuzmenko can play on either side. Um, I believe Puck Colson can play on either side as well. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and then like maybe you'll have Lakaramaki in a couple of years, depending on how that goes, you know. Um, so, and obviously wingers are the kind of the easiest player to bring in if you need to. Yeah, totally. So like if you're drawing up lot like lines or whatever from that, um, yeah, you're probably going to have on the left wing, like if nothing were to change, you'd have Kuzmenko, Garland, Pod Coles, and Mikheyev. And then on the right, Bovillier, Besser, Kratzov, Lazar. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like another good kind of tank lineup right there to be honest like i you know you can trade bovillier next year um he he looked good today as well i thought honestly um i I don't know if uh, if you're still on facebook at all but like i am and just not active but i'll use it to scroll when i can't scroll my other websites yeah and i keep getting these like nhl uh like fact stat shit it'll be like (laughs) Canucks fans and it'll have like the eyeball emoji and then it'll be like <laughs> goals and points for like Horvat and Beauvillier since the trade was there oh, yeah. like three goals four assists and I think Beauvillier played one less game or something yeah and uh yeah so to that point like he's he's produced um I I, I hope that he's someone that they can flip next deadline but maybe he's someone that management really likes that they want to keep around and they sign him to another extension because he has good chemistry with Pedersen. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem like a a bad player or anything, but it's just one of those things where it's like, really, like, re- like, really, this is what, like, can we set our sights higher here, please? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, it's just watching Boston. I, I just, there's something about watching the Canucks where they just seem, they're so, so slow, right? Like, they just seem so slow, apart from like a couple players, and it's just like. You know, I'm not saying go get a bunch of like super speedy guys who are like really good. It's like, I, but just get guys who like guys who like skate with a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't want to again, I don't want to necessarily be like an eye test guy or whatever, but we just have so many like floaters out there is what it seems like. Right. And I, and I get it. that It's a lost season. So you're it's just natural to float happen. a bit more. Yeah. But it really has felt that way for the better part of the past decade. And um it's just it's just exhausting. Like I want to have a a fun, good young team to cheer for. You know what it, I mean? I would like to just watch good hockey games again as well. Uh, that was like a major thought I had during this Boston Bruins game because obviously the Bruins are really good. And then of course I'm like thinking back to times when the Canucks were really good as well, where this would be like must watch primetime TV. Yeah. And like, why would you watch that game if you weren't a Boston or a Canucks fan? I mean, it was mostly Boston fans at the arena, and there's also like a snowstorm starting up. Also, the Whitecaps were playing next door, um, and it, it's yeah. I mean, it really is just like the the Canucks should be happy that anyone is watching them play this year. Um, but like, I I I sat like Irene was like, oh, can we can we like do you want to watch a movie or something? And it's like, yeah, I really do, but yeah. I need to watch this for work. I'm watching this I have, for the podcast. I have to watch my homework. Yeah, believe me, I would love to watch a movie right now. I would love to watch anything else right now. Um, but I I need to know what happened in the game. And I mean, I'm glad I saw the goal we score, obviously. And, and Irene saw it too and thought it was quite cool. But um, it was it's just like, <laughs> I mean, how many games left in the season? Like twenty something, something like I guess. that. Yeah. Well, they so we're played, close. Fifty nine, twenty three, I think. Yeah. So we're we're getting we're getting close. Thank God. Um, I'm I'm very excited for for it to just to be over. Um, but Man, I there's you know, we got the deadline coming up in very, very soon now, obviously. Um, 
which I'm a little nervous for lottery, extremely nervous for just end of the season in general. Very, very nervous for, mm-hmm. um, I really hope they don't fuck this up, dude. Like this is just <laughs> like, it's just, it's such an obvious tank year. Like I know, and I know you can't ask the players to tank. Obviously we know that I saw people debating that on Twitter this week and it's, like, yeah, no, they don't debate. T- they're, they're just, uh, you just put them in a position to lose. Yeah. Team tank acknowledges like we understand, look, we understand the players are not going to give up uh, because there's a really good player in the draft this year. Like that doesn't make a difference to them at all. Right. But like, well, maybe Anaheim. I feel like some of the young kids really want to play with Bedard, but yeah, like Mason McTavish texting. Yeah, he's like Bedard texting him all the time. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I just, I, I understand. I understand that, that NHL players are, they're professionals and they're, they're not going to give up. They're not going to tank, but, like you said, you can put them in a position where they're much, much, much likelier to lose. And I think we're almost at the point now where, like, we got to send Silovs down to the AHL. Yeah, he's been too good, man. Uh, looks, I like it. He for looks the legit. Well, apparently, Bemko really was like feeling a hundred percent today. He said, "Yeah," and then he didn't dress though, right? And then so he I... didn't dress, so maybe they're just being extra cautious with him. But you would have to think that that moves or. See, actually, I don't know because Dilly has an emergency loan. Yeah, do they have to send him back down? Then they might have keep... to send him down, and do they like um, send both down and call up Martin? I don't know. I mean, I, I part of me, I, I really like watching Silovs play. It's it's fun to see him play. He's he's what twenty one, twenty two. He's quite young, obviously. Yeah, I think he just turned twenty two. That's or crazy. About like, to turn twenty-two. One that's the... nuts for an NHL goalie. That's fucking crazy. And he looks like he looked really, really solid against Boston today. Like, he is really twenty-one. Solid. He turns twenty-two next month, March twenty-second. Wow. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I just uh, you know, I, I if he's if he's like carrying your team and you're getting wins off his back, like, I mean, obviously it sucks, but at the same time, it's like, oh, hey, maybe we can trade Demko now. Like, we have. Yeah, like when, it, when, like, when it was after the first period and, like, well, really halfway through the second because he kept, like, racking up saves. And, you know, uh, Boston had something like 27 shots or so going into the third. I was like, yeah. okay, this is pretty good. I like this. this is, he doesn't seem shaky out there. Like, I had confidence with him in net, which is, like, definitely not something I've felt with Delia or Martin in no, this season. I mean, I... I love I love Delia, but he is so scrambly in that it's really funny. Whereas Silovs was like just really solidly standing in the middle of the net there, and like you know both goals the Marshan the Marshan goal was like really nice. Obviously, you can absolutely um, see why management likes him so much. Yeah, and why Ian Clark was like banging on the table, being like, "Yeah, Fucking draft this guy." You're like, I understand why this guy is is seen as a as a star pupil. Uh, <laughs> do you think? With, like assuming Ethan Bear is out for a long period of time, do you think that they let Shen creep back into the lineup, or are they going to call up like Noah Juleson or uh, Jet Wu? I wonder if they'll give Jet Wu some time. I, I, I mean, assume so, it'll be Juleson, but I because I, uh, I know Hockey Night Canada they were talking about it tonight, right? Like the whole thing with um, basically sitting these players before they get traded, and they and they, they were, scooped an opinion of mine again. They were talking okay. about it at the GM's meeting it coming up. I'm okay. wondering if this isn't going to be a fucking Gary Bettman thing where he's like, he doesn't allow you to sit players for trade reasons because he doesn't like it when teams tank. Yeah, I do wonder if it's like, if you're sitting a guy for trade reasons, you better fucking trade him like the next day kind of thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's better because there's like, there's something in place and it's going to happen within the next couple of hours. Because, like, obviously I like that they're sitting Shen for trade reasons, so he doesn't get hurt, and it also probably tangibly makes the team worse. Yes. But, like, what's going on in Arizona with Chikorin is fucking absurd. He's been, like, on the trade block for, like, three years now. Yeah. Like, just And, just and Gavrikov, too, right? The same yeah. thing, like... Like what are you what are you doing? Like I think one point, week like, before the and maybe this is just because I'm a Canucks fan and it like justifies it to me, but like a week before the trade deadline seems valid enough. That seems fine. Yeah, maybe but, that's what it is. Basically, like if you're sitting a player for trade purposes, I bet you Batman's gonna be like, you can only start sitting a player like 
like if you sit a player, I, I, there's no way to obviously be like you have to trade him necessarily. But I wonder if there'll be like fines involved. Yeah, or I was thinking they'll be penalized if it's like over a week of sitting and no trade's been made, then you the team gets fined or something like yeah. that. Just to it would suck if you're a god god forbid you're a, a Arizona Coyotes fan, right? Like, and if you're one of the the guys that just like wants to go to the the game to see your team win and you want to cheer and score some goals or whatever the hell, uh, (laughs) it would suck if you were one of them and and then you just don't get to see your best defenseman play. And it sucks for me who wants the Arizona coyotes to win. I know. I just, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where like, cause you look at like the NBA with like load management and stuff and you wonder if that's going to ever happen in, in the NHL. Uh, and, you feel like it, I, I think it will at some point, right? Because I, I feel like with NHL, they're always like 10 years behind other leagues. Here's here's something interesting with load management. I actually want to talk about this a couple of weeks back and forgot. Yeah. So back in, would have been like 2013 or so. Uh, I was in my early 20s and like I worked for a personal trainer for a, a little over a decade. If you, yeah. if you listeners didn't know that. And I went to an like Olympic weightlifting course, and one of the instructors there was like a provincial champion in Ontario, and he was a strength coach for the Vancouver Canucks. He did it through like more distance; it was more like programming. He was like living in Toronto at the time, but he like right. worked with the team to create their programs, and then like they were being trained actually in Vancouver. And he said that they did very interesting load management things with like working out. And keep in mind, this is during the uh, the, the, the Gillis administration. That makes sense. So, yeah. like he said, in football, it's really easy to like peak your athletes. Like you're going to have your hardest workout on the Wednesday. Then they're going to have a couple of days to like super compensate with the re- relaxation, whatever. And then there'll be like a lighter workout maybe on the like Friday. And then they're going to completely rest and blah 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 because you're just trying to peak for that big game on Sunday. Easy. He said, with the NHL, it's a lot harder. Because you're playing so many games in a week, but you still have to get your workouts in. So what they would do is they would look at their like strength of schedule coming up. And what he said is like, okay, so if we have a game against Columbus and then we have a game against Boston a couple days later, we are going to be working them out. So they're probably a little bit more fatigued against Columbus than they are against Boston because we want them to be most ready to play Boston. He's right. like, the other thing that they did is that they looked at the the lines. So it's like based on what the schedule is and the games coming out, they'll work out like the Sedine line harder one day and then they'll work out oh. the Kessler line harder the next workout so that they're on like offsetting fatigues from their exercise so they can be peaking in different games and hopefully make up for it that way. Um, That's really interesting. I yeah. feel like under, under the Jim Benning regime, they were working out with like... Uh like talking like dinosaurs and animals from the Flintstones, <laughs> like just lifting like a pelican and like a turtle or something. And um, <laughs> I also asked him about Mason Raymond and yeah. I, I mean, it was like 10 years ago now, so I forget exactly what he said, but the, the gist of it, it was, he was like one of the weakest people he's ever seen. In oh, gym. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who was it? Um, was it Sam Bennett who couldn't do a pull up? I yeah, think. he had a, like a blown shoulder though. They had to get surgery on after. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, well that makes a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. <laughs> like he he missed like half a season after that because he got sol- shoulder surgery. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought that was really interesting with with load management. And another thing from tonight's hockey night in Canada broadcast. Uh, speaking of like exercise and fitness, yeah. they were interviewing Rick Tockett before the game, and Elliot Friedman asked a very weird question about cleaning up the team's diet so there must have oh, been yeah. something happening there and he's like talk it was pretty measured he said that uh like listen i don't mind if you have a pizza every now and then like we're all human but let me pull up his actual quote because he said it was something about ice cream wasn't it yeah he said <laughs> ice cream during pregame that's not going to happen and I don't know if he was using that as like an example of something that's absurd, but the sense that I got from it was 
there were players that were eating ice cream during pregames when he got I in mean, there. I mean, that's that has to be, that's like Kuzmenko 100%, right? Yeah. Kuzmenko's got to be like a big candy guy for sure, I think. That would that's, track. And he, he went on to say like, no, it's more about like we're doing a lot of traveling. Like we got these long flights. It's It's important to have proper nutrition like while you're on the plane and really like focus on your hydration etc etc which is like sounds pretty smart he didn't seem like he was like out of step with that but you think about all the the comments about like habits and culture and shit and i can just imagine like talk it walking in there and they're all eating fucking gummy worms and ben and jerry's before they're going out and losing five one at home <laughs> just being like what the fuck and like also why management might be getting pissed off at bruce brudrow if he was just like letting that happen he's like no it's fine have some his yeah. i think there was uh i'm trying to think there's an nba player who yeah it was karan butler uh who was like essentially addicted to mountain dew uh and would like i think he would drink mountain dew like during games and stuff and he averaged about like a two liter of mountain dew a day during his playing career god damn and, and he was like pretty good and played for quite i think he played for like 13 14 years but like, he played for a while um but yeah I, I it's just like it's very funny to think i mean obviously i don't think that would necessarily happen i guess maybe it is kind of happening now with with the canucks it sounds <laughs> like but um it is funny to think about like even like 20 years ago Players probably like smoking between periods still. Yeah, the classic like, chewing like, tobacco. <laughs> like, or well, like Topertuzzi would always yeah. have like the the lip packed, right? Like, <laughs> god uh, damn, I do miss that. <laughs> I yeah. really do. Or you just like couldn't talk because he had such a big lip in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, the players boy. should obviously enjoy themselves. They're doing a shitload of exercise, so the extra calories for some Mountain Dew probably isn't the end of the world, but. I'd say pregame, you don't want to be crashing that much. Yeah. And all yeah. the players getting diarrhea because they can't like take dairy that well. <laughs> Just like our producer, oh, Dan. Yeah. Which uh, and Enjoy your vacation, Dan. I guess you won't be listening to this probably. but uh, uh, He's not a big Canucks fan? I, I, I mean, I think work. he... <laughs> I think I think yeah I don't think he, I feel like he doesn't listen to podcasts just because he he produces so many of them so he's like listening to like three or four of them for his job yeah that's uh yeah I, I'm kind of the same way like I don't really listen to many comedy podcasts I do listen to hockey podcasts quite a bit but yeah that that kind of helps for like research and talking points and things that I'm like thinking about with respect to the team you know I yeah I used to I mean when I had like an office job and like commuted to work uh I would listen to like podcasts on like the way there and back but like you know working from home the past few years and then getting laid off and like doing this full time and just being around the apartment like I'm pretty much I'm very very rarely listening to podcasts if I if I'm listening to anything at all really um but yeah it's I, I think I'm I'm kind of the same way like I I try to listen to some hockey podcasts and I'm basically been thinking of just about like how much I'm like f- like researching for this show and just like the keeper league as well. And just like the Canucks, you know, draft prospects and stuff in, in, uh, in the 2023 draft. And it's like, Oh, I'm like putting in like a lot of work for this. Like I've got like <laughs> spreadsheets and stuff. And like, damn, it's, it's too much. I was going to hire you as a scout. Speaking of working oh. from home. Um, I want to talk about the, the cabbie betting segments on, uh, Oh my God, dude. On uh, hockey so... night in Canada, because He's clearly doing it just from his office like you or I. And like 15 years ago, he was spending the entire day hanging out with like Kobe Bryant or fucking Sidney Crosby. They're having yeah, the, Cabby the on the street, life. dude. Not... I, I used to love Cabby on the street. I remember I, I saw him on the street once walking around Vancouver and gave him a high five. And it was like, oh, hell yeah, it's Cabby. Okay, I just searched Cabby Street in, uh, in YouTube. Cabby and Michael Jordan, he was like golfing with him in his caddy for an entire day. Yeah, and... dude. It was great, and and <laughs> oh man, he was even on like NBA on TNT or inside the NBA. Like that has been such a fucking fall from grace, and it's like it sucks. I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid quite well. Yeah, no, it, I'm, I'm like, sure, and I'm sure damn, he likes like, it too because he can just stay at home and just say like, "Here's the betting line for tonight" or whatever. Yeah, and just annoy me slightly with that and then go away. But it's like if you're gonna do that, at least have him in the fucking studio. It, yeah, it just and and then uh, like I I I feel like this is the first game I've sat down and watched beginning to end for a little while because 
so many of the games are on during the stream and I'm yeah. just kind of catching bits and pieces. And also, uh, so many of the games suck absolute ass. <laughs> um, but it's, and also, well, the other thing too, honestly, is, uh, a lot of the time I'm spending like 10, 15 minutes trying to get Sportsnet now running anyway. Mm -hmm. And now I think I, it, it was running pretty smoothly. Nice. Today. I, I, I used my little, my little life hack. Um, but it is fucking insane how many gambling commercials there are. I mean, I know it's been it's said before stop. by many people, but it's like literally every commercial break, there's at least one, if not two. And then when there's like a little stoppage in play during the game, but not a commercial break, like a little gambling thing will pop up then as well. It's fucking crazy. Do you, it's too much. So do you still have the, because I know we have different commercials in Alberta versus BC. Are you still mm -hmm. getting the sports interaction one that's like, even though summer's coming to an end, you oh, can still dude. bet on... But, yeah, but, man. So like, well, it's fucking the end shit. of February. Summers came to an end a long time ago. Get a new goddamn commercial. We're and, closer to the start of summer than the end of summer. And two, it's way too horny. The commercials like, is, and inches will be huge, which they knew what they were doing. They 100% knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I like, we got a new walk commercial today. I did see that. I saw the new Walk commercial. Uh, the Steve Dangle one I saw a couple times. I didn't get the um, Steve Dangle one today. I, I definitely Ray's saw it, up, I think, but... twice. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like really annoying that I saw. Not really. Uh, I mean, honestly, the the best commercials during streaming hockey games are like the ones for like local like car dealerships. Love like, it. Muffler places or whatever. Like that's okay. I can deal with that. You know, like that sort of brings me back. Like I remember watching Sportsnet, you'd get like the Enterprise Rent-A-Car commercials or, or or budget or whatever, right? And it was just like, yeah, I, 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 I get this. It's fine, you know? Like, it's for like a local business or whatever. But like, god damn, there's the streaming, a... <laughs> streaming fucking sucks, man. It's so bad now. There's a car dealership in Calgary that uses Lanny McDonald as a part of their ads. And yeah. like Lanny's 70, but I, he seems like a lot older. Like they're really having to drag him out for it. Oh, and uh, it's like incredibly awkward. And one of their things is like they can speak a bunch of different languages and they do that in the commercial. So you have two of their like dealer guys like speaking in whatever language it is. And then like Lanny McDonald's just standing there. <laughs> and then he says oh, this line about going and buying cars. Oh, man. I mean, get your oh. bag, brother, but. Other commercial that's very annoying is the Scotty Barnes Bowlway commercial, which when I first saw it, it was like, all right, that's like, I guess, you know, that's about like best case scenario for like getting a big pro athlete in a commercial yeah. where it's like, there's kind of a joke here. It's sort of funny. Bowlway like, by Scotty. Man, I've seen it like <laughs> so much. You see it like 20 times a game. See, it's fucking, I, I, it's have, to, I have to disagree a little bit. Uh, I, I think Scotty Barnes has some natural charisma, but they, that's it, true. It, it's yeah. short and... It just has that one punchline that you hear over and over and over again. So I get where you're coming from that it's... it's like I think annoying. there was also a longer version of it at one point that was more annoying. And I think they've kind of cut it down since then. And I, I did... I've mentioned this before, I think, on an episode. I don't know if it was a bonus or not. But my absolute favorite thing... And I feel like they're just not even running it anymore. But it was... Uh, it wasn't Questrade. I think it was RBC. It was a bank. And it was uh, a commercial that they started running... Uh, I would say a year ago, if not more. Uh, yeah, probably about a year. Well, maybe even more, actually. But basically, like, in the height of, like, the NFT craze. Mm -hmm. And it was all these people who... It was cutting between people who were unable to get to sleep at night. And it was, uh, like, a speech bubble, essentially, would pop up next to their head. Uh, or, like, words. And it would be, like, what they were kind of... Like, a question that was bothering them about, like, about money and financial stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And... um. Oh no, sorry, that's the new version. The old version was was it had voiceovers of what they right, were Right, yeah, and the guys and like what's an NFT or what whatever? what even is an NFT? Yeah. And <laughs> basically since the NFT market like completely cratered, the new commercial now has just like words popping up as like captions of what they're thinking and they've just they've done away with the uh the voiceovers <laughs> altogether. So uh, hey, I, I guess like they had a little bit of foresight to make them uh, thinking it, so you didn't see them moving their mouths. <laughs> yeah, like I, I appreciate the, their ability to to pivot, which hopefully the Canucks are doing with their uh, plan for the team. <laughs> well, I know who's not pivoting. Tyler Myers and OEL out on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Is we were recording Patreon earlier in the week. We're like, yeah, I think we'll do a lot on like the out of town trade stuff, but instead we do ten minutes on. The ads that piss us off from Sportsnet yeah. now. I guess yeah. we could quickly run down that. It looks like uh, they, they said on the uh, the 32 Thoughts tonight that 
Carolina might be getting priced out of the Timo Meyer sweepstakes. Yeah, so it'll be like New Jersey or Vegas, I guess. I don't, just don't know what St. Vegas has Louis, to give up. Maybe. Right. Yeah. The Vegas um, one is 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 interesting. It's so like extremely Vegas for them to do. Um, and then it also man. looks like Kane is going to the Rangers pretty damn. That too. seems like a lock. Yeah. I think they said tomorrow if they have long term injury reserve space or Tuesday if they don't. So, um, that'll happen soon. That'll be weird to see him on another team. Um, and then I mean the Carolina stuff. Like, you have to think at some point. I mean, I guess Pacioretty was kind of a big splash in the offseason, mm-hmm. but obviously he's he's hurt. But you have to think at some point they have to be like, hey, we we should like go for it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's like, they're definitely set up for a lot more years after it. But for sure. They can but have... That's what fucked over the Canucks, right? Is like not trading for Jeff Carter that one year, right? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Like they can have a little little JT Miller as a treat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> give us a give us a second rounder. Yeah. <laughs> he's easy. he's all so... yours. Do it for the a second and a third rounder. Like uh, I thought, I thought Miller actually looked okay tonight as well. He had that one shift where his stick almost broke twice, and and that was like I feel like that wasn't his fault. I think that was legitimately the, the stick fucking him yeah. over. Um, but he's he was like battling pretty hard behind the net. It felt like, and like he was he's no cap. The body a I think bit. he's looked good for the last two weeks. He has. I think no, he's he, played one hundred percent pretty damn well under. Uh, I think Talkit has sort of woken him up a little bit, and I mean I'm. Still 100% down to trade him, obviously. All the more reason to trade him, baby. Exactly. (laughs) There's the other thing, like, when Besser scored today, like, obviously I didn't want the Canucks to come back and have another goddamn last-minute comeback. But seeing Brock Besser's counting stats go up. Yeah. It's funny how the Canucks have laid out a line that's like, the players I want to get traded to get off a cap commitments line with Besser, Miller, and Garland. Another thing I just... Talking about lines, it reminded me. Fourth line looked good today. Danica, Amon, and uh, Joshua. Yeah, they seemed Amon. fine. Like Joshua was laying the body a little bit too. Like I mean, it's it, this was sort of a perfect tank game. Like it was boring up until the Allmark goal, but Silovs looked great. Um, obviously the Bruins like dominated them, but like mm-hmm. the Canucks like held their own somewhat, and it, they weren't blown out, and they lost in regulation. It, yeah, works for me. You and know? as far as like boring games go this year with the Canucks it wasn't nearly the most boring oh no, like, no that, that one not. you missed against Winnipeg at like the beginning of January oh, it was God, bad yeah. really yeah. like all the games so far this week have been bad yeah um, actually let's do before we finish here a little preview of the week coming up uh, Dallas... oh, I was gonna say the other thing we should do is is our trade our final trade predictions maybe, ah before. yes yeah good call we've got yeah. the Dallas Stars coming up on Monday then the day before the deadline on Thursday, they have the Wild. And then the Maple Leafs on Saturday. So, you know, God I'm assuming I'm assuming that's at 4 o'clock as well, probably. Yes. I do like the I do like the early start time. I mean, I know fans complain about it, and I think if the Canucks were good, I would maybe be a bit more annoyed because it would be fun to, like, plan my night around it. But because they suck, and I have to watch them for the podcast... Uh, it's fine by me. We're gonna be done this. It's like eight o'clock right now. I can like watch a movie or something or play yeah. some games and like. I, I love it being done earlier, especially being an hour ahead in Alberta. Like, yeah, perfect. Oh, it's five p.m. start for me. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, uh, final trade predictions. Uh, I think Luke Shen. I think they will get a second rounder from some team. Um, I'm guessing it'll be a 2024 second rounder. Um, but I, I do think they'll get a second Ooh, rounder for Luke like Shen. That. I think, uh, I think before they you go will on, trade. let's let's just yeah. go like through the different players, and I'll do like my yes. little prediction just yeah. to just to make it interesting. I'll say they'll only get a third round pick, and I'll be like, "That's yeah, fine." Yeah, I'm all I'm fine with the third. Also, yeah, fuck it. I, I, I think the they'll get. I think they'll get a second. Yeah, I hope they get a second. Uh, yeah. You know, actually, okay. Here's my off the wall prediction. Okay. Ottawa Senators give them a first round pick for Luke Shen. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be. I mean, <laughs> can you fucking imagine? Oh my god. Um uh Besser, I don't think they will trade until the off season. Um same with Garland, probably. Um so they'll have a bit of a log jam, obviously, but um I think yeah, you're I right there. Uh but to yeah. be contrarian, I will say a team that loses out on Timo Meyer and Kane will get one of the wingers that we want the I mean, maybe to trade. Carolina goes for one of them, right? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, Garland like, seems Garland seems like a Carolina type player. Kind de- definitely. You know? I, I yeah, I think even Besser would be there as well. Like they seem pretty smart in their ability to buy low on players. Yeah. So I think that could happen. I mean, if I was putting money on it, I'd say no. But for the sake of this exercise, I'm going to be on team one gets traded. Yeah, I, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but my gut feeling is not to let off season. Um, and then I'm just trying to think like who else there's, there's so much just like, like riffraff and like depth and yeah. stuff. But like, I think maybe they'll trade. Um, I do think they'll trade one of their like random defense, like a Burroughs or like a Wolanin or something like they'll, they'll okay. trade one of those guys for like a sixth or seventh rounder. All right. Um, yeah. I'll say there'll be a third party broker in one trade. Okay. Yeah. Get I love like it. a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah. And just to make things interesting, I think we're going to get like a, a Cody Hodgson trade. I think we're going to just do a straight up one for one. Okay. Or like a, maybe like a Hoaglander for a defenseman Hoaglander. Who knows? Something okay. like that. Hoaglander for Which, like Kayla Addison or something. Oh man, that'd be sick. I was going to say I'd be pissed off, but that'd be like really good. I don't know why Minnesota would do that, but. Crazier things have happened. I think teams really do value Hoaglander. And I, yeah. I mean, I think he'll still be a very good player. But. Or may- maybe uh, maybe like Hoaglander for Greenway. Oh, yeah. I guess Green- Greenway's like older, I guess. But um, that old, though, is he? Isn't he Jordan Greenway? Uh, he is 26. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, he's yeah. older than I thought. Um, <laughs> all the more reason for them to do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll record our, our bonus, uh, our pre trade deadline sort of preview episode this week on Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, or should I we mean, do, or if, should we record right after the, the deadlines? Yeah. I, I think maybe we should just, we should probably just do it after the deadline. Yeah. That makes the most sense. I think that the thing is it's the NHL. So all of the interesting trades will happen before like Friday. They'll happen on That's Wednesday true. or Thursday probably, but we'll play it by um, ear then. If there's we'll like an interesting ear. Canucks trade right before, we'll do it on Thursday. If not, we'll waste exactly. the deadline on uh on Friday. Exactly. And I'll I'll be streaming during the day on on the deadline anyway. So Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And if you want to hear that podcast, make sure you go to patreon.com slash I hate this team. Support the show. Free week not free, you pay for them, but weekly bonus episodes and Discord access. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Uh, keep, keep losing, Canucks. Bye. Yeah.